Hey, welcome to Communication on Point. I'm your host, Dean Hefta. This podcast is designed to bring insights and ideas and tools that can help you improve your communication and build your ability to connect with people more quickly and more effectively. We do that by bringing guests into the conversation and learn about the perspectives and experiences they have, as well as things that I share on sessions just like this one. Without further ado, let's go ahead and get started. And today we're talking about improving our ability to connect in social situations. So I work with lots of leaders and individuals in coaching situations, as well as leadership teams, helping them improve communication. And one of the topics that often comes up with people, maybe even at a rate that's greater than you would expect, is the level of social anxiety people can have when they're meeting people for the first time or in larger crowd situations. They can feel like it's overwhelming or just this sense of of anxiety, and they find themselves acting and communicating in a way that isn't how they typically are around people that they're more comfortable with. And that can kind of feed in itself. It, 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 the anxiety creates more anxiety. And we start thinking about the last time that we were in this situation and how I behaved and I just was so embarrassed. So I want to dive into some things that I've been thinking about around this topic because it is real and there's lots of facets to it. There's lots of little things that are unique to each individual. But I think there's some tools that we can use to step back a little bit and say, What can I use in that next moment where I'm having that type of a conversation? And so I'm going to really approach it in, I think, a simplistic way of some things that we can put to work. And I want to use three tools, three things that I think we can remember that we can apply. Even if you're really comfortable in those situations, you can still, I find, get better. Because this is really about building rapport. In fact, I've some seen some people, I've experienced people who themselves admit I'm really comfortable with new people and conversations and talking to people. But when you step back and observe the interactions, you realize there's either a level of lack of awareness or an indifference to what it really means to build rapport, connection, and communication with other people. Because there's a difference between being comfortable talking and really being good at connecting. And so let's touch on a few things that I think are important to to understand. Here's three tools for you. The the first one I'm going to call C. And it's related to I see you. One of the most important things, most fundamental things when it comes to our own sense of worth and well-being is a feeling of being recognized, acknowledged, seen by others, right? I mean, an entire industry of social media is really connected to this desire to be acknowledged and seen and connected with others. And so let's say you meet somebody, maybe it's a friend's new uh, fiance, you haven't met them before, or Maybe it's a, a new coworker. One of the things that people are looking for is when you are here with me, are you showing me that I'm important? And one of the ways we can do that is by giving our attention. And that's through our body language, why, you know, how we 
orient ourselves to that person. It's through our eyes that we are uh, attending to them and we can communicate. We can give responses just through our facial expressions and through our eyes and how we nod and let them know I'm here in communication with you. Because it's really easy to be so distracted now, whether it's with our phones or we've got some appointment or some call that we're waiting on, that we unintentionally diminish our ability to convey that the other person is seen by us. Now we're checking to see if we missed a message or things like that. And that sends this subliminal message that you're not as important as these other things that I have on my mind. So in that moment, even if it's for three minutes, making that person seen by you is going to have a huge impact in opening that door to build rapport. Now, I mentioned the word rapport. What is rapport? It's critical when it comes to these social interactions and these inter- these connections that we have with people for rapport to happen. And I got to thinking about this because a book that I'm working on regarding process communication model, we talk about rapport in it. And um, I'm looking forward to releasing it. It's going to be out in a, in a few months here, and I'll keep you uh, up to date on that. But rapport is a big part of this. And rapport really requires a sincere concern for the other person. We can understand these micro-expressions that people have, and we can interpret them as, I don't think they're really concerned about me. And so it begins with, am I concerned? Do I have a concern for this person? Do I want to connect with this person? Because it's going to come out in how we convey ourselves and how we connect visually with them. All of that is related to rapport. And rapport is there needs to be a level of concern for the other person. So the first one is see. I see you and I feel seen. The second one I'm going to call affirm. And affirm, there's lots of ways that we can affirm the other person. I mentioned our body language. Um, Affirming could be the other person makes a statement and we say things that confirm that we've heard them. We affirm that. Maybe it is uh, they talk about how they just had an issue with their car. And we can say things to affirm that like, wow, that must have been Uh, really challenging for you, or you must have felt really frustrated about that. So we're keeping the topic on them. And one of the things that it helps us to avoid is something I call TRM. TRM is happening all the time. And TRM is, that reminds me. You see, our brain has the ability to listen at about twice the rate than people typically speak. And what that means is our mind is running much faster. There's, there's a little excess capacity, you could say. And so when somebody says something, that often, maybe hundreds of times a minute, will inspire and kind of fire up ideas in our mind. And so it takes some work to be able to calm those down so that we can stay present in that conversation. And when we don't calm those down, the risk is that when they say something and it fires up one of those ideas in our mind, it ends up leading to us saying things like, that reminds me. And it typically then moves the conversation over to me. Maybe an experience that I had. Uh, Somebody says their car broke down. And our response, if we're not affirming, our response can be, oh, you know, that reminds me just a few weeks ago, my car broke down as well. And when we do that, right in that moment, 
we've collapsed our rapport. They've shared something, but we didn't affirm it. We simply used that as a launch pad for an idea that came to our mind. Now, we might be feeling like we're actually building a connection by showing them there's something that we have in common. This happened to me as well. But what actually ends up happening is they experience this sense that you'd rather talk about your car breaking down than theirs. And in that moment, when they talk about the issue they have, that's the most important piece. And so that weaves me over into number three. Number three kind of ties into both of these, and I just call it delay. And in that conversation, having the ability in the presence of mind to be able to delay shifting the attention back to you is going to help demonstrate your interest in them. And when people sense that you have an interest in them, rapport goes up, trust goes up, your influence on them goes up, your connection goes up. See, it's the power of feeling heard. And so delay is so important. And I'm not talking about you need to wait 20 minutes before you even mention anything about yourself. This is not it at all. And I think about it like, let's say you're playing tennis with a six-year-old and they're not very good at tennis. And if you wanted, you could beat them every serve and just completely destroy them. But what you realize is I need to let them have some returns across the net because they're, they're going to be able to get into a rhythm. They're going to be able to have some trust that we can go back and that they can return some things across the net and their confidence is going to grow. And so you think about that in a conversation. Conversations are often very much like a tennis match. There's this back and forth. And so if every time they serve something over the net, I come back and I completely destroy them. And I'm doing that in subtle, subconscious ways by turning the conversation over to things that I want to talk about or things that um, reminded me of a topic that I throw out there. Eventually, and in not too much time, the other person loses interest. They're like, eh, because they realize the other person they're talking to refuses to delay, refuses to really engage in that tennis match. And so just letting them return. So maybe somebody says, oh, my my car broke down a couple of weeks ago and it's really been tough. I can affirm them, just let the ball come over the net and say, man, that that sounds really challenging. You know, what did you find through this through this experience? Or you see, I'm I'm showing some curiosity. Uh, I I might be saying, oh wow, how you know how did you overcome that? What did you do? Where did you turn? Right. So I'm sincere and I'm interested in what you did. And so they'll get a few tennis balls over the net talking about the car, and then they might say, what have you been up to? See, now they shift over to wanting to know about you and it's on their terms. And so when we're able to do that, you can see the rapport building. And it really takes some awareness. It takes some ability to delay talking about ourselves. It's some tools in our toolbox to affirm the other person. Wow, that must have been tough. Oh, I'd love to learn more about that. Has that ever happened to you before? Those types of things where I'm showing my curiosity. And through my body language and through my 
presence with them. I'm letting them know that I see them, that they're important to me. Now, here's a bonus if you if you really want to take it up a notch. And I wouldn't recommend doing it every time that you're engaging with somebody, but you can you can have in your pocket a gift. Now, I'm not talking about a physical gift, but you might in that conversation say to yourself, you know what, there's someone I know, or there's somebody something I can send to them, or I can recommend a website. When you're connected and you have experiences and you have thoughts, if you really want to solidify that rapport, it's saying, hey, you know, when I get home tonight, I'm going to send you an email with a connection that I think you're you're going to really uh, enjoy. And it's up to you if you want to do that or not, but I'm going to pass it along to you. See, now all of a sudden, the rule of reciprocity begins to kick in. See, they've they've received a gift from me. It's like, wow, that's amazing. They're so generous. They're so kind. And what did it cost me? It cost me a couple of minutes of sending an email and making sure that I could follow through on my commitment. So using gifts in different situations can really even enhance the level of connection with that person and rapport that you're building with them. And so the next time you are having a conversation with somebody that maybe you haven't seen in a while, or maybe that you see frequently, or maybe somebody that you just met, remember, see them, affirm them, and take a little time to delay talking about what you want to talk about. And you're going to build a lot better rapport than maybe you've experienced before. I hope you had a couple of thoughts here today that you can put to work where you find yourself. And if you have questions for me, please reach out. My email is dean at clarisresults.com. That's D-E-A-N, clarisresults.com, C-L-A-R-U-S, results.com. Love to visit with you. Feel free to reach out. And if you're uh, interested in raising your game, Uh, when it comes to communication, leadership, personal performance. I'd love to visit with you. I'm working with a lot of people right now that are wanting to get better and looking for new insights to sharpen their saw. So I'd love to visit with you. And I look forward to talking to you again next week.